0: Not sure what to make for dinner? Need some inspiration? Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, join Gabriel and his food hero guests on
1: the Dinner Special. And now, here's your host, Gabriel So. Welcome to the Dinner Special. I am Gabriel So, and I am so thrilled to have Jody Moreno of What's Cooking Good Looking here on the show. Jody is a natural food chef, and on her blog, she features healthy, wholesome, and tasty foods that are proven to have the power to make us feel good from the inside out. What's Cooking Good Looking was a finalist for Best Cooking Blog in Savers' 2014 Best Food Blog Awards. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jody.
0: Thanks, Gabriel.
1: Now you were a photographer's assistant and illustrated a wedding book before starting your blog, What's Cooking Good Looking. What drew you to start documenting your food journey?
0: So I was somebody who always loved cooking. I grew up in an Italian family where food was very important. So, you know, food was always a very important part of our family. You know, however, I wasn't really always allowed, you know, to take over the kitchen. I was always there helping and doing things. And, you know, when I went to college, I realized that, you know, when I didn't have my family cooking for me anymore... I was going to have to cook for myself, so I kind of started there getting my feet wet with cooking. I was terrible, I (laughs) made many, many mistakes, I exploded a few things. And then when I started working professionally after college, I started taking it more seriously. And after work every day, I would come home and cook like three hour meals for just myself or, you know, these kind of elaborate things. You know, I'd follow these crazy recipes and then I'd bring the leftovers into the office. And, you know, my coworkers were like, why don't you do this instead of, you know, why are you, you know, working in an office? So after several years, I, I realized that maybe I should just do this full time and after a few years of kind of working up to that, I left my job and went to culinary school.
1: Wow. Now, the photography on your blog is beautiful. You were trained on film and processing wildlife photography. Was it a big jump to go digital and start taking photos of food?
0: Yes, that was a huge jump. In fact, my first job was working for a photographer. So I never even had that much experience behind the camera. So a lot of the work I was doing was in post-production and scanning the film into the computer. So... Yeah, it was a huge jump. And the photographer that I worked for really kind of believed in me and thought that, you know, I could get behind the camera and start taking pictures. So he bought me a camera and it sat in my closet for many years, which I think I mentioned on my blog that it just kind of sat there collecting dust. It literally did. And then, you know, when I went to culinary school, it was when I really started picking it up and taking it out and realized, like, wow, since I have this love for food. And this background in photography, I feel like it came naturally to just pick up the camera and start taking pictures of my food. And I don't know, somehow, I mean, if you see my early pictures, though, they're, they've come a long way. So it wasn't like they started off so great. But I did have a lot of background in photography, which kind of led me to where I am now.
1: Right. Now, Jody, you weren't always so conscious of the food you ate. You used to have a love affair with big steaks and cheesy nachos. Now, where did this shift in thinking to a more wholesome foods and healthy eats come from?
0: You know, I think it was kind of a gradual process. I mean, obviously I've always had this love for food, but you know, I also was someone who liked to exercise and I was running half marathons all the time and things like that. So I feel like I slowly started to realize that the food that I ate really affected the rest of my life. And, you know, I started to make little changes one by one. Like, I think buying organic was the first thing I ever did. I remember going to the supermarket and being like, oh, I'm going to get an organic head of broccoli. You know, that was really exciting. But then it kind of got more and more like that. You know, I realized, and then I also, a few years ago, discovered that I had some sensitivity to foods, which my doctor figured out, dairy and cow's milk in particular. So... You know, it just kept kind of growing. And then when I went to go to culinary school, I was looking at programs and I just didn't feel any sort of connection to the ones that were more traditional, like kind of, you know, heavy French type cooking, a lot of sauces and things like that. Like I really wanted to learn about nutrition and how it affects you and how food really can be enriching. So, and then when I did that program, that's when my life totally changed. And now I eat mostly a plant-based diet. I will a lot of room for, you know, exciting things. You know, I'm not dogmatic about it by any means. But, you know, it's just how I enjoy eating nowadays.
1: Right. You mentioned that you went to culinary school. Before you went to culinary school and you found out these sensitivities, did it really change the way you looked at food and how you cooked? How did it change the way you cook?
0: I feel like that was the biggest aha moment, you know, when my doctor said, you know, cow's milk is really causing a lot of these problems that you're having, try cutting it out. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty powerful thing. I mean, I had a chronic cough, I had acne, you know, I had all these kind of nagging little things that you could kind of brush off as one thing or the other. But when I stopped after about a month, they all went away and they've never come back. So once I saw the results of that, I wanted to change more, like I wanted to feel even better. And so I feel like, you know, just learning that one little thing changed so much about the way that I started cooking. And then once you get that feeling of what it's like to experience that wellness, you kind of crave it, and you are addicted to it, and you just want more of that. So I guess that's how that happened.
1: Right. Now, you went to a natural foods culinary program as, I guess, part of your addiction to this new, healthier way of living. Can you tell me more about the program?
0: Sure. It was a program based here in New York called the Natural Kitchen Culinary School. And it was the only one I could find of its kind that kind of combined traditional culinary techniques. So, you know, learning, you know, the basics, like the knife skills and, you know, how to not burn things or just to cook, you know, follow recipes properly so that they come out really well. But, you know, in addition to that, they also taught about nutrition and, you know, kind of these different cooking techniques like macrobiotic and Ayurvedic. So I was really fascinated by all that. And it was the only program that I found that taught that.
1: Right. That sounds a lot more holistic also of a culinary program than, you know, a lot of programs where you're just learning skills and making sauces and, you know, learning about butchering and stuff like that. This feels like it's more about your entire body and your entire well-being.
0: Oh, it absolutely is. And in fact, one of our teachers was so big on, you know, even the way that you stirred, you know, because you're putting your energy into the food, which I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a little much for me because she'd always come over to me and be vigorously stirring. She's like, slow down. (laughs) So, yeah, it was very, very holistic.
1: Right. Now, for someone who wants to start cooking more healthy, what are some simple tips that they can do to sort of start cooking healthier today?
0: I would say to start cooking healthier. I mean, one of the biggest things I think with cooking healthy is that, you know, maybe you don't have the time. I found that a big thing for me was to set aside maybe a half hour, an hour, one day a week, where you cook a batch of something, whether it's quinoa or your beans or even just chopping up vegetables so you could snack on those instead of chips or something, you know, just setting aside any amount of time you can and you know if you want to spend all sunday cooking great but i mean even if you just do an hour a week i feel like that really can impact the way that you eat for the rest of the week because i know i mean even i will run to the nearest takeout place to get something when i don't have the time or the stuff in my fridge to do it
1: that's totally true like you just try to grab what's most convenient and usually that's a packaged bag of chips or something?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm bad at the chips. That's why I had to make sure, like, you know, my fridge is stocked and it's good.
1: Right. Now, are there some good books or websites that are a good introduction to healthier eating or cooking?
0: Oh, gosh, there's so many. I like the chalkboard a lot. I like... Even, you know, Food52 will have some, I mean, they're kind of general, but like you can kind of filter. But then there's also tons and tons of blogs. I mean, there's thousands of blogs, but there's some really, really great ones that are super inspiring. Like My New Roots is really wonderful. I've recently come to love Nutrition Stripped. I feel like she has so much information on her website. The First Mess is just fun and she has so many creative recipes. So the internet is just filled with (laughs) you could almost get lost in it
1: right that's a good starting point I think for people who are just you know unsure and just are curious about you know healthier cooking and eating more healthy
0: exactly
1: now you mentioned that you've always sort of been involved with cooking and sort of always liked food was there someone who inspired this interest and passion
0: absolutely I think you know going back to you know my great-grandmother my grandmother and my mother were all amazing cooks and you know they were cooking constantly. My grandmother would wake up at five in the morning to start cooking her meal for like any day of the week, like random Tuesday, you know, and and for dinner, you'd sit down there be too much food. So I think just being around that was very inspiring. I don't think I realized it at the time. But looking back now, I feel like it was just kind of ingrained in me. Now granted, it wasn't always the healthiest. But I think just cooking it for yourself at home in general is just better than eating out or grabbing a packaged meal of sorts.
1: Well, because you know exactly what you're putting into it. And you know, you're taking things out that you don't want in there necessarily. So exactly. Now, you mentioned that your family is an inspiration for you. Have you had a chance to cook for them? And what did you make?
0: Yes. I mean, now I'm kind of the one who does the cooking for the family, all the holidays and everything. But, I mean, I remember my first time cooking for my family, I made some chicken dish. <laughs> that was, it was a Home Ec Project, I think, in seventh grade. Uh, that was really terrible, but my family <laughs> was really excited and they ate it and, you know. But yeah, now I feel like I do the cooking. I mean, my, you know, the grandmothers are kind of gone now and everything, but I guess I've kind of taken over that role now.
1: Oh, good, so the torch has been passed. Yes. Awesome. Now, there are a lot of vegan recipes on your blog. What is it about vegan food that are inherently better for our well-being?
0: You know, I think I kind of came into the vegan thing. You know, I'm not a vegan, so I was getting asked that a lot when I started putting these recipes on my blog. So I kind of started changing some of the wording. But, I mean, they really are vegan for people who are looking for that. You know, I think for me, it was knocking out the dairy – That kind of brought me there. And then, you know, I just, for a number of reasons, wanted to consume less meat. So I wanted to kind of force myself to cook more meals that were, you know, either vegetarian or vegan. And because I wasn't eating the dairy, it just kind of turned into vegan meals. I guess now I kind of refer to it more as plant-based because I feel like plant-based is more of a, you know, like a healthy eating approach as opposed to like a lifestyle, which I don't want to offend, you know people who are truly vegan which i really admire but you know i just believe that that kind of cooking kind of more plants more grains and beans and vegetables and things like that is just so much better for your health in the long run
1: perfect now here at the dinner special we talk with food heroes about dinner dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home can you talk about a dinner dish that is special to you and maybe a little bit about the story behind the dish
0: Sure. It's probably not one of my healthier dishes, but pasta with tomato sauce is my, I guess, favorite special dish, like special occasion dish, you know, homemade pasta and homemade tomato sauce, obviously, because you know, my Italian background, but even just the basic tomato sauce, I think is a recipe that everyone should have up their sleeve and, you know, making it from scratch, not from a jar that has loads of sodium and sugar and all that, plus the taste, you can't even compare it. So, I mean, even if I'm not eating over, you know, fresh egg pasta, sometimes I'll toss it in with some like quinoa or, you know, do like a baked bean dish with the tomato sauce to kind of get that comfort feeling of the dish without, you know, maybe you know, all those carbs, but that is kind of my special occasion dish.
1: Right, right. I think tomato sauce for me also has a comfort thing. I'm not Italian, but tomato sauce for me, I don't know, I can put it on anything and I can eat it like five days a week.
0: Exactly. Oh, it's the best.
1: Now, is there a tomato sauce recipe on your website?
0: There is. When I went on my honeymoon, we went to Italy and, and we took a cooking lesson, day long cooking lesson with this older Italian woman who's been doing it for years and years. So I knew I had a lot of experience making it, but she taught a few tricks that are on there, such as adding kind of the smaller sweet tomatoes in addition to the plum tomatoes to your sauce to kind of add that natural sugar and sweetness. So, yeah, it's on the blog.
1: Cool. Now, if you could invite any three famous people over to share your pasta and tomato sauce with, who would they be?
0: Well, I gotta say Barefoot Contessa. I know it might be a little cliche, but I just love her so much. And she lives close by. I always kind of wish that I would run into her.
1: (laughs) You might still one day.
0: I know, like awkwardly, I awkwardly say hi. Oh, God, she's always my number one. Oh, this might be another cliche, but Anthony Bourdain... I think he's interesting and he'd be kind of a fun dinner, you know, conversation. Although I'd be a little nervous to cook for him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he might be a bit grumpy.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I guess in the third I'll throw in like my great grandmother if I could do that. Yeah. You know, she's the one who used to spend all week making the pasta by hand and drying it in her basement. So even though she might, you know, have a few things to say about my version, (laughs) it'd still be great to have her there.
1: It'll be a lively event. Yes. Now, let's say you were to do dinner and a movie with this dish. What movie would you pair with your pasta and tomato sauce?
0: I could go totally cliché and just say The Godfather. and That would be great. But Pretty Woman too, that's always a good one. Notting Hill, that's kind of my secret. Like, I always kind of wish it's on TV and it always is so.
1: Perfect. Now, Jody, you clearly have a passion for food and cooking. For people, where cooking is more of a chore. How can we make it more fun?
0: You know, I think involving people always makes it more fun for me. Like, you know, I'm always kind of bored if I'm cooking by myself. I mean, I do it a lot. But, you know, even if you just have one friend over, so you're not making a big to-do, like a big dinner party. Or if you want to do that, you know, if it'll force you to eat at home. Sometimes I do that because I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to sit at home by myself. I'll just invite a bunch of friends over casually set the table, give them a job to do. And this way, we're not going out to eat because in New York, that's very easy to do. So I think, yeah, involving people. And if you have a spouse or children or that, that makes it even easier. You know, my husband likes to cook too. So the two of us will do it together. And I think we kind of motivate each other to do it, to kind of cook at home more often.
1: Perfect. Now, I call the next part of the dinner special podcast The Pressure Cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fast and fun questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? Oh, yes. Okay. Number one, which food shows or cooking shows do you watch?
0: I love Chopped. I feel like I get a lot of great tips from there. Top Chef. And of course, I'm a sucker for
1: Barefoot Contessa. Perfect. Number two, what are some food blogs or websites we have to know about. You already referred to a few of them, but are there some other ones that maybe we should know about?
0: You know, one of the ones who was also I learned about last year was also nominated for a silver award was Vegetarian Ventures. And that was new to me, and I find her recipes to be incredibly creative. I look at Sprouted Kitchen's website all the time. I feel a real connection to kind of the food that she makes. And of course the other ones I mentioned. There's so many.
1: Perfect. No, that's a great beginning for anybody that's sort of interested in the healthier, sort of natural foods. Number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, or Twitter that make you happy?
0: Instagram is my favorite. I love Oh Lady Cakes. She is a vegan baker and she travels a lot, so she's always got great posts. On Pinterest, Local Milk. She blows me away with how beautiful her, she's got amazing taste. And on Twitter, I'm not as big on Twitter. You'll see. I kind of filter a lot of my stuff through Instagram and Twitter.
1: Nope, that's fine. So Pinterest and Instagram, right? Yep. Perfect. Now, number four. What is something all home cooks should have in their pantry?
0: Olive oil. Absolutely. I couldn't live without it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Number five. Name one ingredient you cannot live without.
0: <laughs> Olive oil. I mean, from everything to you know, you're sauteing, you're dressing your salad, you know.
1: Right, right. Use it for everything, right? Yes. Okay. Number six. What are a few cookbooks that make your life better?
0: Obviously, you know, all of Ottolenghi's books when I kind of need a little jolt of inspiration. Actually, one of my favorite books, which you might not hear a lot of people talk about, is the Graham Tavern Cookbook. I feel like there's a lot of techniques in there. Like if I want a basic vegetable broth, they just have some really solid techniques. I'm constantly referring to it, which I feel like is a bit unusual. And... The Silver Spoon is another one that I think is a little kind of out of the box that has great basic recipes and techniques and stuff, and you can find thousands of recipes.
1: Perfect, we'll definitely check those out. The Silver Spoon, and which was the other one? The Gramercy Tavern Cookbook,
0: which has a bit of everything, but you know, it's one of my favorite, his food philosophy is wonderful and their techniques are just spot on.
1: Perfect, and finally, number seven, what song or album Just makes you want to cook.
0: I feel like I play this over and over again is John Coltrane's album. I can't even remember the name of it. It's his most popular album, but I feel like when I'm like really getting in the mood, I always put that on. I've been doing that for years and years and I never get sick of it. I love it.
1: Perfect. Well, congratulations, Jody. You have officially survived the pressure cooker.
0: Ooh. All right.
1: (laughs) Jody, thank you so much for joining me here on the Dinner Special Podcast. Now you're all over social media. What's the best way for us to keep posted on what you're up to?
0: Definitely Instagram. I post all my new recipes on there. And then I kind of feed it through all the other social media sites, Facebook, Twitter. So, you know, I guess it depends on which one you like to use most, but I'm on all of them.
1: Perfect. And we can also definitely check you out on the website, whatscookinggoodlooking.com. Yes. Now, before I let you go, I have one final question. What's next? What's next?
0: So I actually just finished a major project, a book that'll be out this spring.
1: Oh, congratulations.
0: Thank you. It was was a collaboration. So it wasn't kind of a solo gig, but I'm still very excited about it. And then after that, I don't know, I mean, maybe something, another, you know, one in that direction. But yeah, I'm going to kind of soak that up in the spring and see where the rest of the year takes
1: me. Awesome. Is there a name for the book? Yes.
0: It's called Grains as Mains. So it primarily focuses on kind of these ancient grains that have become so popular and how to use them for all these, you know, all different meals. So yeah, that should be out sometime in spring. So you can look for it, you know, on Amazon and all the places you buy books. And yeah, hopefully more stuff like that down the road.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for joining me here on the Dinner Special Podcast today. I really do appreciate it. It's been fun.
0: Thanks so much, Gabriel.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Head over to thedinnerspecial.com for recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking.